Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Better Way. I am your host, Craig Booker. In the last episode, we discussed how to heal from trauma. In this episode, I'll answer the question, how does trauma impact me today? As I say every episode, this is not meant to replace therapy. While I do hope that this is helpful, this is not a replacement for getting the help you need. In this episode, we will be addressing the question, how does trauma impact me today? While I hope that me sharing and being transparent with my experience is helpful, please understand that this is unique to my experience. Most likely other individuals' experience will be unique to them as well. All right, to get us started, I would like to give us some context to help people that are joining understand a bit about my story. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to what got me here, which I believe is episode three, I would encourage you to do so. I'll do my best to summarize and provide information that will be helpful in following along. In my journey, I experienced trauma in workplace scenarios. Most of this could be summed up under the term job instability. Going through the process of having a stable job, that job being removed, then going through a lengthy, drawn-out, difficult job search. This being followed by several instable, temporary-style jobs that abruptly ended. All right, I hope that kind of sets the stage for the, the mental state that I was in um, and what I went through. What I want to cover is how trauma impacts my career. Since most of these events happened surrounding the process of holding a job, losing a job, and then going and getting another job, this has impacted me anytime I go about the process of ending a current job and possibly starting the search for another job. I want to somewhat break this down into pieces to help give people that are trying to understand trauma and how it affects their loved ones a little bit of insight. So bear with me here. So anytime that I'm in a job that is stable, there are certain things that tend to trigger my past trauma. If you start reading about trauma and some of the side effects, one of the things that you will come across is it can leave a person feeling like they're somewhat hypersensitive at times or maybe what they call always feeling like you're on guard. In my case, this trauma resulted in severe and ongoing anxiety. When it comes to anxiety, there is what I call a baseline anxiety level. This is the leveling anxiety I feel on an ongoing basis throughout my day. It is just beneath the surface of my skin. Not actually, but that's just how it feels to me. So why talk about baseline anxiety levels? You may be thinking, I thought this was about trauma, and it is, so... 
stay with me. There are a lot of factors that go into how a person responds when they feel triggered. The word triggered has become somewhat mainstream, so I want to clarify what that means when I say that. When I say triggered in this context, I'm saying when something reminds me of a traumatic event in my past. So it's somewhat of a deja vu moment that, or where my brain signals to my body that I might be in some kind of danger. When I experience something, whether it's a smell, a taste, a scenario that is even somewhat related to a past traumatic event, my brain sends false signals telling the rest of my body that I'm in danger or to prepare for danger. Many people know this feeling or reaction to the fight, flight, or freeze response. When this occurs, my body is flooded with a stress hormone called cortisol. If you have ever been in a car accident or possibly had to swerve out of the way, maybe when you're riding your bike to avoid an oncoming vehicle, you may be familiar with what this feels like. At the same time, my body is also flooded with another stress hormone called adrenaline, also known as epinephrine. The release of these two stress hormones are completely normal. This is how our body is designed. This is what keeps us alive. This response is good. However, you might have picked up earlier when I said that my brain is sending false signals. And here is why I say that. When my brain signals to the rest of my body that I am in danger in this type of scenario, most of the time it is wrong. I have never, that I can recall, in a workplace scenario had my brain trigger based on a past experience and that trigger be a true indicator of danger. What is going on in these particular scenarios is that my brain or my body remembers a situation that ended negatively for me, that impacted me, that was traumatic, yes, I'll use the word, and that left me in a bad situation. What is playing out here is my body is trying to protect me based on its knowledge of past events. All right, so let's stop here just a second. Earlier, I also talked about what I call as baseline anxiety levels. And again, this is the level of anxiety I feel on an ongoing basis throughout my day. Sometimes my baseline anxiety level is really low or almost undetectable, and sometimes it's really high. So why does this matter, you might be asking. And I'll tell you, what I have learned based on experience over time making mistakes in this area is that my baseline anxiety level has a lot to do with how easily I am triggered when I encounter such a scenario. Okay, so what, you might say. Well, let me tell you why this is encouraging. 
there are certain things that go in, there are certain things that I do and I can impact that go into my baseline anxiety level. And most likely these would apply to you too. So here goes. My sleep habits determine so much of my baseline anxiety level. I cannot even begin to tell you how important sleep is. So that's one thing. Also, I can tell you that food, what we put into our body, has a significant impact on baseline anxiety levels. And third, uh, as much as you probably don't want to hear this because I didn't want to hear this, the amount of movement or exercise that I get during any given day greatly impacts my baseline anxiety for the next day. So what I'm saying here is I can't erase what happened in the past and rewiring my brain takes time. But what I can do is set my body up for the best experience possible. So why did I start here? Quite simply because some people need something that they can do immediately. This is not magic. These are not things that will happen overnight, but these are tangible ways that an individual can change the way they live and have an impact on their life. If these people are anything like me, I wanted something that I could do now, that I could implement quickly, and I was getting none of that from the professionals I was seeing. There's a second part of this that is really important, and I don't want to overlook that, but it's not something that is going to be easily addressed. It, is, it has a lot of layers, and it's complex, and it takes time. Now, you might have picked up on words that I use or things that I said, and part of this has to do with healing from your trauma, and that's really complex. I highly recommend involving a professional in this process. I also want to talk about the part of rewiring your brain. Now, I don't have time to fully address this, and maybe I'm not the best person to address this, but what I want to say is based on my limited experience in this area is that this is possible. In my mind, the downside to this part of rewiring your brain is that it takes a lot of time and effort in order to make some significant progress. Let's just talk about my scenario with workplace trauma or the, the poor experiences that I've had that have shaped my current worldview. In order to reverse those or rewire those experiences, I need to have my body sense danger so it signals the rest of my body that there's potential danger in a scenario. And then I have to allow my body to feel that feeling and keep going to not stop and totally get off the tracks and leave that place of employment. In my past experiences, when I sensed those feelings, it ended very poorly and abruptly. And so essentially what I would be doing here is feeling that warning feeling that my brain is sending me, 
feeling those feelings of fear and anxiety and keep going through where I'm at in, in that position. On the tail side of that experience, I would need to continue to be employed at that place, wherever I'm at, and see that at the end of that experience, it did not end poorly based on that individual interaction that triggered my trauma. So hopefully you can see that this part of the process will take more time. What I have seen firsthand is that the more of these experiences that I have, that I live through, that I see through to completion, and that do not end negatively like my brain was telling me, these tend to build on one another in a way and help restore my sense of safety and confidence. One thing that I don't want to get lost here is how difficult this process is. So going through these events or things that trigger past memories of trauma that cause my body to go into this state of fight or flight is a really miserable process. I'll just be honest with you. It's not fun whatsoever. So it's a lot of difficult work and it's a hard process. And it's something that I encourage if you're going to go through something like this is that you have the proper support in place before you do so. Also be prepared for, also be prepared for how this is going to ripple throughout your life because it will, at least for me it did in my condition. So how this looks like is after uh, this type of event, uh, I will have to deal with the stress and anxiety surrounding that event and then preparing for the worst and the worst not happening, but then still feeling all those stressed out and tired feelings of exhaustion. In my experience, what happens is my level of anxiety surrounding these events seems to spike dramatically. I would say that my baseline level of anxiety is elevated for approximately a week after such an event till it really starts to taper off and get back to what I feel like is normal. If several of these events are stacked together or closely interwoven together, uh, it will take quite a long time for my baseline anxiety to come back down. All right. Well, I hope that this episode has helped to give some practical insight into how does trauma impact me today. Thank you for downloading this podcast and listening. I hope you'll hit subscribe so that you can get future episodes. If you'd like to be kept up to date, I would encourage you to go to the website at abetterway.fm. Thank you.